0: Ray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: It's it's true. Welcome to it. Great to have you with us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Should you uh, choose to comment or uh, participate in the show any in any way today, uh, Keith had some uh, I don't know previously scheduled situation going on, and uh, and of course Jeffy has his little health issue. He was supposed to uh, fill in for Keith. Um, So, actually, Martin moved into the big boy chair today. Hello. What does it feel like to be, you know, at the adult table? (laughs) It's really weird. Is it weird?
2: I feel like I have a whole bunch of eyes on me right now. I'm sensing
1: that you feel like it's really weird. (laughs) It's a little Uh, weird. (laughs) So, uh, yesterday I went to visit, last night I visited uh, Jeffy at the hospital, and he's going to have surgery today on his gallbladder to have it removed. Um, So apparently the gallbladder was what was he had gallstones. And that was it was the gallbladder that was causing the liver problems and the the problems of this pancreas. So uh, they're going to take that out today. And then he's uh, he's going to be on a really special diet. I mean, a really good one where he gets to eat all kinds of things. Uh, Kale. Spinach um and broccoli that's what he, he'll be able to eat from now on i can't i can't imagine jeffy surviving that particular uh in fact he asked his wife just to shoot him in the head and put him out of his misery so he didn't have to deal with this anymore but um you know we'd appreciate your thoughts and prayers for for jeffy on this day as he uh, he goes in for surgery should be fine but i mean you know they always tell you yeah there's a there's a there is a chance you could die from this so <laughs> that's always a comfort uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three also at Pat unleashed on Twitter uh the impeachment battle now moves to the Senate it's finally official that Pelosi signed the articles of impeachment last night uh they chose the impeachment managers which I Understand to be sort of like prosecutors. They're, they go to the Senate and they present the case for impeachment and, and try to sway the senators into voting for uh, you know to convict. Um, Democratic strategist Michael Gordon said an ideal cho- choice of manager would be a credible, least partisan seeming member of Congress, whereas a less ideal choice would be an overly partisan member who would not really be open to the facts. Hmm. Based on that criteria, I'd say Nancy Pelosi really screwed up. Uh, she's got Adam Schiff and, uh, and and Nadler in there. I You can't get any more overly partisan. You can't get any less credible than those two. And there's four others. Nobody knows who they are. So... So, I go through it. But the Senate is preparing to start the impeachment trial. And that will happen on Tuesday. A grueling process. Senators expect will will be highly partisan. Of course, it's going to be. And will likely drag on past the State of the Union address in early February. It might. Some are speculating it could go all the way to Super Tuesday. Once Speaker Pelosi, uh, she finally did send the articles over to the uh, chamber. Then... Uh, Now the Senate will summon Chief Justice John Roberts to swear the senators in as jurors before the uh, end of the week. We'll be able to, in all likelihood, go through some preliminary steps here this week, which could include the Chief Justice coming over and swearing in members of the Senate and some other kind of housekeeping measures, according to Mitch McConnell. He said it would set us up to begin the actual trial next Tuesday. So it's finally going to happen we're we're finally there. We've kicked around this thing long enough. I mean, it was in, it was such a an emergency. That Nancy Pelosi just had to get that thing rammed through the house and uh so that they could present this to the Senate before Christmas, by the end of the year, which they did. And then the urgency seemed to go away. Here she was uh yesterday talking <laughs> Talking about the importance of time. She makes a really good point here.
3: Good morning, everyone. Good morning. This is a very important day for us. And as you know, I'm referenced temporal markers that our Mm -hmm. founders and our poets and others have used over time to place us in time to Mm -hmm. emphasize the importance of time. Because everything (laughs) is Is about time.
1: Wow. Is that weird? What? What are you talking about? Uh, She is just absolutely a mess. She's a mess. Joe Biden's a mess. All of the uh, upper echelon in the Democrat Party are completely checked out. I mean, she is, although that was uh, reminiscent of this particular rant. They
3: ask me all the time, what is your favorite this? What is your favorite that? What's your favorite
1: that?
3: (laughs) And at one time, what What is is your your
1: favorite favorite word? word?
3: And I said, my favorite, favorite word, word, that is That's really easy. easy, yeah. My favorite word is the
1: word. The word, yeah. The word. Is the word. Is the word.
3: And that is that everything. It says it all for us. It's
1: like time.
3: And it's, you know the biblical reference. You know the gospel reference of the I word.
1: I do. And then you know the poets, what the poets and the founders talk about, and time. And it's time to do the time. Because it's about time. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever she was saying there very bizarre. But anyway, it is time they fi- she finally decided it is time to send the articles of impeachment to the Senate and and so that's what they're doing. And the Senate will begin the trial on uh Tuesday. They they are talking about bringing witnesses. Um the Democrats are insisting that John Bolton be brought to before them as a witness. I I don't know if they're going to be <clears throat> excited about what he has to say. There's a lot of speculation that Bolton may not be a friend of the president. And so who knows? President said he doesn't. He wasn't privy to the conversation. He wasn't in on it. He didn't know anything about it. So President Trump doesn't seem too worried about John Bolton. But if they call Bolton, then the Democrats have said they're also going to call uh, Hunter Biden to the witness stand, which I would love to see. And while you're at it, call his dad. Let's get Hunter Biden in there. Let's get Joe Biden in there. Put them under oath, and uh, let's find out what went on at Burisma. If it was in fact some big conspiracy, or you know, do they do they both have something to hide? Um, Biden apparently didn't think so because he admitted to doing uh, to uh, twisting the arms of uh, officials in Ukraine. So. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. <clears throat> uh, but witnesses are coming, and the Senate trial uh, begins on Tuesday. 888 900 Yesterday, we talked about the Democrat debate, which was fascinating, only in that Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, who were supposed to be such good, close, personal friends for decades now. They've just been so tight over the years. Um, and then... This little riff about Bernie Sanders supposedly saying that uh, that a woman couldn't win in 2020. He denies that. And then Elizabeth Warren confirmed it. And CNN just ran with it. CNN just flat out, apparently, believed everything that Elizabeth Warren had to say. Uh, and actually brought somebody in after the debate... To talk about how nobody believed Bernie Sanders, everybody believed Elizabeth Warren.
4: I thought that uh, Bernie Sanders probably had the most difficult night because I think the people who matter uh, most, who care the most about this electability issue mm-hmm. and women's not being electable are women. And I can't imagine any woman watching last night and saying, I believe Bernie.
1: What? I mean, that's a weird take. I watched, were you watching the same thing I did? Because I couldn't imagine anybody believing Elizabeth Warren I totally believed I'm not uh, any fan of Bernie Sanders certainly don't want to defend him on issues uh but I completely believed uh, Bernie over Elizabeth Warren So uh that's an interesting interesting take on that Um then after the debate ended we all saw this uh yesterday where They approached Elizabeth Warren. Approached Bernie Sanders afterward. He extended his hand to her, and she wouldn't shake it. But you didn't know exactly what was said there until now. CNN, for whatever reason, released this. They must think that this exonerates Elizabeth Warren because they certainly have sided with her. Uh, I think they both look pretty bad here. Ver.
3: I think you called me a liar on national TV.
1: you called me a
2: liar on national no. tv let's not do it right now you want to have that discussion we'll have that discussion you called me you told me all right let's not do it I'm now. Not, i don't want to get Meal, but i just want to say hi bernie yeah good
1: yeah good, good. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah he is a charmer isn't he bernie is a charming man wow and she is just a f- fantastic woman as well i think you called me a liar on national tv I think you called me a liar. And, and Bernie's right. And you called me a liar, too. So what's your problem here, sister? Get out of my face. But he was definitely the adult in the room. Let's not do this right now with microphones attached to our bodies and a national audience watching this. <laughs> Just, that's amazing. So uh, she's obviously pissed. And she couldn't even wait to confront him about it, wow! Uh, so that that is every bit as bad, if not worse, than it looked. Uh, I think I think it's actually worse than we thought it was between the two of them. Uh, there there may not be a reconciliation here uh, anytime soon between Elizabeth and and Bernie. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Elizabeth has also vowed to uh, to cancel student debt. And she's going to do that through an executive order. If she's elected president, another indication that none of these Democrats, especially Warren and Sanders, can be elected to the office of the president. It would be an absolute catastrophe. But she would begin to forgive student loan debt on the first day of her administration, she said, using tools that would also bypass Congress. So not only am I going to forgive debt, Uh, For all the people who who have uh, College loan debt But I'm also going to do it unconstitutionally Through executive order Wow Uh, The announcement Comes just weeks before voting Begins in the first primary in caucus states Adds urgency to legislation She introduced over the summer to cancel the bulk Of the nation's outstanding student loan debt So she's already introduced a bill With James Clyburn And that would forgive up to $50,000 In student debt for individuals with household incomes under a $100,000. But Warren wrote in her plan that the U.S. Department of Education already has authority to cancel student debt, and we can't afford to wait for Congress to act. (laughs) That's the excuse now that everybody gives in just circumventing Congress and pretending that they don't even exist. You can't just, on a whim... Do what you want to do and eliminate Congress. It doesn't work that way. So she would end $1.5 trillion that is owed to the government and she would just wave her magic wand and it's gone. Uh, You know, these class warfare buffoons in the Democrat Party who continually harp about fairness, why hasn't anyone asked her, Hey, uh, Elizabeth, is it fair to just wipe away the debt owed by millions of students when there have been tens of millions of others who have paid their debts? How pissed off would you be if you worked you know, for 20 years trying to pay off your student loans and finally did, and maybe you paid off fifty dollars to $100,000 in debt, and then you see others who owe as much or more than you do? And they just are forgiven that, that Now nah, you don't need to bother. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, the, p- people who maybe worked really hard before, during, and after their schooling to earn enough money to pay their way, or maybe they've been trying to pay their debt their whole lives. And now for these privileged students, you're just going to ma- wave a magic wand and say, eh, never mind, never mind. You don't need to pay us that, that money you owe. Plus, doing the end run run around Congress. Just forget about the Constitution. Just doing an executive order. And $1.5 trillion in taxpayer money just disappears. Don't even worry about it. Wow. Uh, I don't know. If I had massive student debt that I'd been paying off for a really long time, I would be pissed if that's how you treated the others who also owe money. That doesn't seem fair at all. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety-three. You know, losing your hair really sucks, and there is something you could do about it. Uh what you might not know is the cause of hair loss, kind of been tracked to a hormone in most people called DHT. The FDA has approved two hair treatment products that help control your DHT and prevent the hair loss. And so that's up to ninety percent effective, but then In 65% of men, it also regrows. It triggers hair regrowth, which would be phenomenal. And until now, these two products that were approved by the FDA were really expensive and required a doctor visit. But you don't have to worry about that anymore. You can go right to Keeps. Keeps offers the generic versions of these two FDA-approved hair products that are not only up to 90% effective, but they're totally affordable now. And we're going to make them even more affordable by giving you 50% off your first order. So you can, you can do all of this just from the comfort and privacy of your living room if you want to. You just answer a few questions online. You snap a couple of pictures of your hair. You send that in. A licensed doctor then will review your information and recommend the right hair treatment program for you. And then it's shipped directly to your door. It's awesome. Awesome so if you're tired of losing your hair or you're just starting to notice that it's beginning to happen now you have a free online doctor consult and 50 percent off your first order to stop all of this 50 percent off go to keeps.com pat that's keeps.com slash pat <laughs> This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Oh, the other thing that I loved about uh, Nancy Pelosi sending, sending in the articles of impeachment yesterday was because this is such a, you know, we're heartbroken. We're heartbroken over having to do this to the president. Nobody wants this. It's just that the founders demand it and the Constitution, which we so revere. For some reason right now, we just really revere the Constitution that we never talk about except, well, now when it, it's convenient for us. But we're so heartbroken over this solemn, somber, dare I say, sacred event. Here's a pen for everybody! Yeah! Everybody gets a pen! The signing pen, impeachment signing pens for everybody. You get one, and you get one. Yeah, it's it's not like a circus at all, is it? It's just uh, really solemn, really somber. <laughs> Amazing. The only thing she didn't do yesterday was wear clown shoes when she handed out the pens. So pathetic. It's so obvious. Even CNN made mention of it. Hey, I thought this was a somber, solemn ceremony. Doesn't seem that way when you're handing out all of these impeachment signing pens. Uh, smiling, having fun, backslapping. Uh, Self proclaimed Never Trumper Tom Nichols tweeted that Pelosi, quote, has handled the optics of impeachment well right until that signing ceremony which was awkward. Handing out pens should have been done in private. This was not some celebratory moment. Well, it is for them, and it's, it's nice that they did that in, out in the open because it just showed that this has not been solemn or somber or heartbreaking to them. They revel in it. They love it. They couldn't wait to impeach the president. They've been planning it for over three years. As admitted by Al Green. Representative Al Green said that they, were tr- they started planning this during his campaign. <laughs> Just in case he was elected, uh, they already had the impeachment uh, the impeachment idea brewing and working for him. All they needed to do was uh, find some excuse. And that's what they've done. Just It's unbelievable. 888-900- Thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. We have got these uh, great articles from the Babylon Bee, which of course is uh, one of the funniest, the best websites on uh, on the internet. Um, <laughs> this is so great. You know the uh, the Baby Yoda situation uh, on the Mandalorian on uh, Disney Plus. Everybody loves Baby Yoda, and they're all talking about Baby Yoda online. So. The Babylon Bee carried this story. More unborn babies are disguising themselves as Baby Yoda to avoid being aborted. <laughs> According to sources across the country, more and more babies are disguising themselves as Baby Yoda so their pro-choice parents will not abort them. Because you'd never abort Baby Yoda if that's inside your womb, right? The babies. The babies got the idea when they saw how many people were fawning over the fictional character, yet still were apathetic toward the deaths of millions of human babies aborted every year. They procured Baby Yoda costumes through an underground black market for the unborn. When Pro saw the Baby Yoda in their... Sonograms. they instantly dropped their support for abortion, saying they couldn't bear to harm such an adorable little guy. Ah, oh, he's so cute. One Portland progressive pregnant woman said, I couldn't possibly end the, the beating heart of that little baby Yoda. <laughs> Great. Also from the Babylon Bee, uh, a man driving alone in a carpool lane, Informs the officer that his preferred pronoun is they. And so he belonged in the in the uh, multiple vehicle carpool lane. Uh, and finally, from the Babylon Bee. Mitch McConnell felt bad for Nancy Pelosi after watching her get forced to impeach the president by the radical wing of her party. Then impeach him and sit on the articles of impeachment for weeks. So he decided to cheer her up a bit. McConnell had his staffers deliver Pelosi a shirt, reading, I impeached the president, and all I got was his lousy (laughs) T-shirt. With a nice uh, nice photo that is uh, showing the event prominently. It's the least I could do, McConnell said, a grin spreading across his face. I feel bad for the poor girl. So much work on impeachment for nothing. Everyone needs a little consolation prize, a little affirmation. A participation trophy, you might say. As an, eff- an offended Pelosi held a press conference condemning the shirt as a slap in the face, Mitch McConnell hurriedly con- confirmed hundreds more conservative judges. Yeah, it would be nice if Republicans were smart enough to do that and, and use this as, as some kind of distraction to get their agenda through, but they never do that. No, they can't do that. That's not, uh, that's not what Republicans do. Republicans just sit there and take a beating that the Democrats give them, even when they're in the minority. Even when Democrats are the minority. That's pathetic, but that's a whole other day. Um, On Jeopardy! the other day, they've issued an apology because apparently they ruled that the historic Church of the Nativity, this was in the questions that came out, they said that the Church of the Nativity is in Israel, And not Palestine. And then they apologized for that? (laughs) Jeez. Uh, During last week's broadcast, and this isn't from the Babylon Bee. uh, During last week's broadcast, Jeopardy! posed a question of where is the Church of the Nativity located? One of the contestants answered that the Church is located in Palestine. The answer was considered incorrect at the time. Social media erupted with many users voicing opposition to the ruling, insisting that the beloved game show was wrong and that the Church of the Nativity is in Palestine and not Israel. It's in Bethlehem, Israel. There is no Bethlehem, Palestine. That doesn't exist. It's not a thing. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable how liberals and progressives ignore all reality, all science, uh, all geography. Look at the map. It's, it's Bethlehem, Israel. It's, it's like suburban Jerusalem. That's not Israel? In a Monday statement, though, the show apologized, saying that the clue was flawed. In the process of taping this clue, built in the 300s A.D., the Church of the Nativity, we became aware that the clue was flawed as written and that determining an acceptable response would be problematic. The show pointed out that it decided to void the clue altogether, but the human error resulted in the question making it to, the, making it to air anyway. <clears throat> in accordance with our rules and in the interest of fairness, we avoided the clue and threw it out. We restored Katie's and Jack's scores to what they were prior to the clue. The outcome of the game was not affected. We then continued the game with this replacement clue. Now, obviously, Christians recognize uh, the Church of the Nativity, which is in Bethlehem as the birthplace of Jesus. Uh, according to Heretz, the church has been recognized as UNESCO World Heritage Site under Palestine since 2012. That's UNESCO, though. That's the UN, of course, the UN recognizes it as Palestine. That doesn't make it right. Also, the uh, Palestinian Authority does, does have direct control of the church and the city of Bethlehem and has since 1995. Yet, that doesn't change the fact that it's in Bethlehem, Israel. I mean, I, I don't know how long we're going to play this game and pretend like Israel doesn't exist and pretend that uh, they don't have a capital city, and pretend that we can't name it Jerusalem. Nothing's, nothing is, is going to be uh, fixed in Israel un- until we actually face reality and figure out that that is Israel's territory, Israel's city, and it has been for thousands of years. But if you uh, if you say that, if you believe that, you're a hater and uh, you're a racist. So there is that. triple eight nine hundred 93393, also at, uh, at Pat Unleashed on on Twitter. We got this um, McDonald's scam that has been going on, apparently with the McMillions game for, I don't know several years now. Um, apparently. What was this, back in, I think, the turn of the century? The turn of the, the, turn of the millennium? In 2000, I think. Um, somebody started working this scam with the, with the game, with the Monopoly game that McDonald's plays. Um, here's a trailer about the movie that's coming out about it.
0: I have a story for you.
2: This story has got everything. Revenge. Drugs.
1: Greed. Ronald McDonald's.
2: Somebody went to the FBI and said, guess what's happening? The McDonald's Monopoly game was fixed. The Bureau thought it was just some BS story. Fast food fraud was not making any list of priorities. Are you kidding me? This is what makes my fun meter go. McDonald's Monopoly game Six gave series. millions of people a chance to win. But from 1989 to 2001, there were almost no legitimate million-dollar winners.
1: The FBI told us wow. the game pieces are being stolen.
2: McDonald's was shocked. Conversations on the wiretap were coming in. I'm hearing the name Uncle Jerry thrown around on the phone. We started focusing more on trying to figure
3: out who he was. He's a freaking gangster. Uncle Jerry was
0: getting
2: the tickets and selling them to
0: other people. This is a million-dollar winning ticket,
4: and he's got it in a Ziploc sandwich bag. (laughs) It's not even zip. Somebody (laughs) offers you a million dollars, you're gonna take it. (laughs) Unless you gotta kill somebody, then you might not, you know, might not be interested,
2: We had eight original individuals, which turned into 53. The vast majority of these winners, they're good people. Well, One no, of my biggest regrets been involved in this McDonald's thing. Yeah.
3: I just wanted a better life, and I feel like this couldn't come to me if it wasn't meant for me. I've lost everything.
1: This it's thing wrecked people. so many people's lives. Biggest fraud. The bigger can this get, uh, and it would get bigger? How much further back In the US. could it go, and it would go back further? But things go wrong. They always And it lasted for 30, for 13 years, right? 1989 to 2001. Incredible. You only got to be caught once. McMillions. Looking forward to that. That is amazing.
3: Pat Gray. Unleashed.
1: Have you ever heard of that McDonald's monopoly fraud? I, I had never heard of that until, well, this week when we started talking about the, uh, the trailer for for the HBO six-part docu-series. That is just unbelievable. From 1989 to 2001, there were almost no legitimate million-dollar winners in the Monopoly uh, game at McDonald's because an ex-cop was secret- secretly running an elaborate scheme that made him and a bunch of his accomplices really rich. He got away with it for thirteen years. That is ah that's absolutely crazy. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety-three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh researchers in the US have created the first living machines. Sounds like science fiction, but it's actually happening right now. They assembled uh cells from African Clawed Frogs into tiny robots that move under their own power. One of the most successful creations has two stumpy little legs that propel it along on its chest. Another has a hole in the middle that researchers turned into a pouch so it could shimmy around with miniature payloads. (laughs) This is just... This is getting into scary territory now when you're starting to use living cells and turning them into living organisms uh this is going to create some issues these uh, as they say here uh michael levin director of the allen discovery center at tufts university in massachusetts says these are entirely new life forms they've never before existed on earth they are living programmable organisms Yeah, do we want to to get into this territory? Roboticists tend to favor metal and plastic because of the strength and durability of those two things. But Levin and his colleagues see benefits in making robots from biological tissues when damaged living robots can heal their wounds. And once their task is done, uh, they just fall apart, just like natural organisms decay when they die. Their unique features mean that future versions of the robots might be deployed to clean up microplastic pollution in the oceans. Oh, good. We'll finally tackle the Great Pacific Garbage Patch that's two and a half times the size of Texas that can't be photographed. For It's so big and so large, you can't take a picture of it. Anyway, they could do this to clean up oceans, locate and digest toxic materials, deliver drugs in the body, or remove plaque from artery walls. Wow. Like many nanobots. It's impossible to know what the applications will be for any new technology, so we can really only guess. But the robots are less than one millimeter long. They're designed by an evolutionary algorithm that runs on a supercomputer. Seriously, doesn't it? I mean, this just sounds so far-fetched. It sounds like, like science fiction. They're doing it right now in the United States. The program starts by generating th- random 3D configurations of 500 to 1,000 skin and heart cells. Each design is then tested in a virtual environment to see how far it moves when the heart cells are set beating. The best performers are used then to spawn more designs, which themselves are then put through their paces. Because heart cells spontaneously contract and relax, they behave like little miniature engines that drive the robots along until their energy reserves run out. The cells have enough fuel inside them for the robots to survive for a week to 10 days. And then they just keel over and decompose. So they're, they're already calling this a living organism. It, obviously, it's going to have to have rights, isn't it? We're going to actually have to have guidelines on how to treat it. The scientists waited for the computer to churn out 100 generations of these things before picking a handful of designs to build in the lab. They used tweezers and cauterizing tools to sculpt early-stage skin and heart cells scraped from the embryos. Of African clawed frogs Wow I mean we just keep Going down this road with frogs I I don't know what it's going to end
4: I don't like them putting chemicals in the water Mm then turn the freaking
1: frogs gay gay. Do you understand that Freaking frogs gay Frogs gay Freaking frogs frogs. I'm going to say it real slow for you Say it Frogs Frogs
2: Game,
4: frogs, frogs I don't like the
1: frogs mm. Mm.
4: Game, friggin frogs, frogs Frogs not you the frogs <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say
1: real slow for it. Okay, do it frogs. Nicely done I... I I don't think these frogs are gay, uh, not yet anyway. I think that you know they're just uh, they're just beginning their lifespan, so hopefully they're not sexualized yet. Uh, but this does sound like something Alex Jones would be talking about and screaming about. According to this uh, scientist Levin, uh, these are very small, but ultimately the plan is to make them to scale. So I guess they'd just be the size of. Actual frogs. Wow. And a Sam Kriegman, PhD student on the team, University of Vermont, he did acknowledge, at least, that this work is raising some ethical issues. Yeah, you think? Especially given that future variants could have nervous systems and be selected for cognitive capability, making them more active participants in the world. What's important to me is that this is public so we can have a discussion as a society and policymakers can decide what's the best course of action. Now, if we know about this, uh, what are some of the things they're doing that we don't know about? Uh, Like maybe this. Go ahead. Say it. it I was told by a genetic
4: engineer. Mm hmm about a project they were on in England once and I never told the story on air because it's so fantastical.
1: Far be it from him to report anything fantastical. It, it, it oh, just, God. That's not him, that's not him.
4: They had in tanks people with gills, they were little babies and they were in there just gulping, clawing at the sides. You see a turtle at the zoo and it wants out and you feel for it. They oh, got okay. humanoids crossed with fish and stuff, I mean.
1: Humanoids crossed with fish and stuff.
4: We are screwed, people.
1: Yeah. I mean, do you understand that? now I'm starting to. I think I'm beginning to understand. Shoo! <laughs> so we got the frogs. Uh, we got the humanoids crossed with fish. And then, just for just for Throwback Thursday fun, we have this. And
4: to feel what the children are feeling. Right, go
1: ahead. God buddy. I know. <laughs> right.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> 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 Folks, we gotta, we gotta get good people to stand up against these people. So
1: true. Good.
4: I probably shouldn't even have done this radio show today.
1: any day because I have
4: this disgusted cover,
1: right? For how
4: I just hate the globalists, but it's more than that.
1: What else is it? And
4: I and I just get flippant and angry, but it's because deep down, folks, okay. I can see what they're doing and I have, we have a responsibility mm-hmm. to stop these globalists. It's true. Where are the men in this country? Where are the men in this world? What the hell have we become? (laughs) We just offer mm -hmm. our children up Mm -hmm. to the system with the fluoride and the water and the GMO hurting them. And we let fat perverts grab them at At the the airport airport and train
1: them for the pedophile government. Pedophile government. And we've just got such a sick society. Right. I think all the men died from the fluoride and toothpaste, killed them all. Although that's where all the men have gone. They're dead. They're dead. Fluoride killed them. So... Can't count on the men anymore, that's for sure. Sad? Uh, you bet. <laughs> but true. Uh, all thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Speaking of our uh, friends with fantastical information, um, Alec Baldwin is now blasting Trump supporters, saying that they've caused a colossal destruction to America. Mm. And he knows about colossal destruction. After his most recent appearance on Saturday Night Live impersonating President Trump, which he continually says, yeah, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm tired of that. And then he does it again over and over and over and over. He uh, sent out a tweet criticizing. Oh, the president sent out a tweet criticizing his parody of the White House uh, Rose Garden announcement. Baldwin responded in kind shortly after, wondering if Trump's tweet could be considered a legal threat against him and his family. So ridiculous. Alec Baldwin blasted uh, the president's supporters, too, for what he described as the colossal destruction of everything that matters in America. Like what? Yeah, just name me one thing, Alec. What, what have supporters of Donald Trump destroyed that matters in America? name me one the one freedom you've lost we've really kind of lost the right to free speech but that wasn't Trump supporters that was him and his ilk everybody on the left shutting down free speech because if you you use free speech you're going to be ostracized you're going to be fired you're going to be shunned but what what important right Or what important aspect of America have Trump supporters eliminated? In recent years, of course, uh, he's, he's just gotten worse as time goes on. And now he's blaming the 63 million people who voted for Donald Trump in 2016. He says American democracy, which there isn't such a thing. American democracy has always been a struggle between the misaligned protections of specific freedoms and a raging, at times intoxicating, 12-cylinder economy. Yeah, which he's taken full advantage of. Uh, I wonder if he'd be willing to give up his portion of that 12-cylinder economy, because it seems like he's benefited greatly from it. It demanded vigilant consistent regulation, compassion for the disenfranchised, and a periodic display of a necessary sacrifice that allowed for the long-term health of our society at the expense of short-term whims. (laughs) Okay. Uh, He also added the desecration of those ideals and the near moral collapse of this country falls squarely in the lap of Trump's supporters. As opposed to Trump himself, who is merely what psychology labels the objective negative function. And he had more. Like fire, floods, and earthquakes, it destroys, and only destroys, by its very nature, without prejudice. It is Trump voters, particularly those who would reelect him, who bear the blame. For the undeniable and colossal destruction of everything that matters to us as Americans that cannot be merely monetized. How do you like getting lectured uh, by this guy?
4: You have insulted me. You don't have the brains... Or the decency.
1: By the way, the phone call to his 11-year-old daughter. As
4: a human being, I don't, don't give a damn that. that you're 12 years old or, or 11 years, years old, old or, or however a old child, are. Or that your mother is a thoughtless pain in the ass who doesn't care right. about what you do as far as I'm
1: concerned. Yeah. So you
4: better be ready Friday the uh, 20th yeah. to meet with me. So I'm going to let you know just how I feel about what a rude little pig you really are.
1: Okay. Yeah, keep lecturing 63 million people who voted for Donald Trump. Alec, because you obviously have the the moral authority, the moral clarity uh, to lead and, and guide the rest of us. So pathetic. Over the holidays, uh, he dedicated one of his Christmas wishes to President Trump. I hope some of the barbecue sauce in Trump's hair slides off. He trips and falls and can't run. Now, again, you know, had a conservative said that, that kind of thing about Barack Obama. They would have been insisting that the Secret Service pay him a visit and find out, you know, what kind of racist hater you are that wants to assassinate the president. But if you're on the left, ah, you don't have any of those kind of worries. Don't worry about it. You get If you believe in abortion, you want to kill babies, then you don't have a thing to worry about because you're obviously a really well-adjusted human being. If, uh, if you call your 11-year-old daughter a thoughtless, rude little pig on the phone, which, by the way, as far as I'm concerned, there's never an opportunity, never a reason, never a chance to ever say that to your children or anything like that to your children. Uh, but if, if that's the kind of person you are, then don't worry about it. You, you can get away with just about anything you want to get away with. If you believe in climate change, you're perfectly fine. Don't worry about a thing. If man caused all of the problems on this planet, as far as the weather is concerned, then you can say and do pretty much whatever you want with impunity. Speaking of climate change, California schools might soon require their teachers to teach about the causes and effects of climate change. A new bill was introduced on Monday. You know this is going to pass. Assembly member uh, Luz, Raviz, Rivas, yeah, Luz, Rivas. Did I get that? Uh, did I get that, Martin? R-I-V-A-S. Rivas? Yeah, I think you got okay. it Okay, right. all right. Says under a, uh, in AB 1922, climate change education will be a coursework requirement for grades for students in grades one through six. God, they're going to get you early. Wow. And a graduation requirement for students in grades 7 through 12, starting in 2025. I mean, they already do this anyway, so is it really that big a deal? I doubt it because I I really think, yeah, they're already doing this just by voluntarily. But if adopted, the bill would require California schools to adopt climate change coursework no later than 2021 and 22 school year. Additionally, since the bill would create new duties for school districts, it would also constitute a state-mandated local program. Riva said in a press release that parents would also be impacted by the legislation. A study by Nature Climate Change found parents' concern for climate change significantly increased when their children were taught about it in school. God, they've been just... They've done this expertly. Go to your kids, go directly to the children, and you told your kids, hey, go to school and learn what they teach you and respect your, your teachers. Listen to them carefully. Then, you know, use that in your life. And then they, so they knew that parents had given those instructions to their kids. So then they instruct them in climate change and other left-wing extremist ideology And then they come home and spew that rhetoric back to their parents uh, who either aren't paying attention, don't know a lot about it, or just don't bother listening to the kids. And they've completely indoctrinated generations of, of our children. And they're working hard to continue that and expand it into the next generation. So you wonder, I mean, what chance do we have? It's, it's amazing that we've held out this long on, you know, spending the $90 trillion they want to spend on fixing a problem that uh, doesn't exist. I mean, if, if it's that big a deal that the temperature has risen 0.9 degrees in a century, <laughs> when it actually grows more food, uh, it's agonizing. 888 thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed. Coming up. From
3: the mean streets of Helena, it's Pat Gray Unleashed. 888
1: 8 93 At Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where the Steve 42 tweeted about uh, Elizabeth Warren from last hour. She vows to crash the stock market, bankrupt the financial industry by executive order on day one of her presidency. That's about right. That's about what she's vowing to do. From Kevin Davis. Uh, now. They like our founding fathers. Yeah, for the moment. For the moment, because the word impeachment was uttered by them. Constitutional puppy lover? The Democrats can't manage, to be honest. How are they going to manage an impeachment? Be interesting to see, actually. Uh, From Thug Flug. Is it me, or does a scam involving a fast food establishment, meaning McDonald's in this case, have Jeffy's name written all over it? (laughs) No, it's not just you. No, it does. From Yellow Weasel, I love that. That's an audible that Aaron Rodgers for the Packers was screaming the other night. Yellow Weasel, Yellow Weasel. Now it's <laughs> now it's a Twitter handle. Uh, living programmable robots. I've seen this documentary. It's called Blade Runner. I've sheen your hernia tweets. I usually don't like to cite Jeff Goldblum, but regarding these frog robot creature combinations, uh, we were so busy asking if we could, we never stopped to ask if we should. Really, uh, really true. From Scott Swedman. Uh, if I ever decide to get married again, I'm playing that Alex Jones song at the after party reception. <laughs> this would be perfect. At a wedding reception I don't like them putting chemicals perfect. in the water That turn the freaking Frogs gay Frogs gay I turn think so Yeah Right
4: Frogs <laughs> Frogs freaking <laughs> Frogs, <laughs> <laughs> frogs
1: it's not Tell me this isn't The, the perfect flow flow reception game. song game Tell that? me frogs. You can't Too. So there you go. Uh, from Constitutional Poppy Lover, the man who called his own 12 year old daughter, actually she was 11 at the time, a rotten little pig, has something to say about me? Come to my neighborhood, Alec. You'll be my pig. <laughs> uh, from Keystone Pig, I'd like Alec Baldwin to provide an enumerated list of the ills that have befallen him since the Trump election. Given his Trump impressions seem to have, you know, helped him cash in. How much money has that guy made uh, impersonating Donald Trump? A fortune. Nobody pays any attention to anything he does outside of the Trump impression, right? I mean, what was the last movie that Alec Baldwin was even in? I have no idea. I couldn't name it. Television show? He was on some TV show. Fairly recently, I think. What was it? Uh, 30 Rock. Is that the most recent, though? 30 Rock? (laughs) That was was a while ago. Uh, All right. 888-900-3393. Also at Pat Unleashed, as we mentioned on Twitter. Um, The best countries in the world list has come out. According to U.S. News, the 2020 best countries ranking... Who would you think is at the tippy top of this list? Uh, You know, it's not the United States of America. Uh, It is, of course, Switzerland, the best country in the world. Uh, Canada has moved up to number two. This is produced from an annual global survey of more than 20,000 people in 36 countries. That includes the U.S., uh, reflects increasingly negative views of the world and within countries. Nearly half of the survey respondents say conditions around the world have worsened in the past year. Yeah, you think? Uh, likewise, an increased percentage of people say the gap between the rich and poor has grown and that nationalism is increasing. Uh, okay, the income inequality thing, so what? How does that, I, I still don't understand how that affects me because uh, Jeff Bezos from Amazon has 140 billion dollars and I don't how does that how does that affect me adversely it it doesn't he provides a service i can take advantage of uh, i don't i don't care that he has more money than me how does that how does that affect me in any way bill gates jeff bezos it it doesn't they're not taking the money for well they are taking the money from me but i'm willingly giving it to them actually so they're not stealing it from me. We give them the money willingly. And as far as um, nationalism, as long as you're not hating other people, you're just proud of your own nation. So what? So the top five countries in the world, Switzerland, Canada, Japan's number three, Germany number four, Australia fifth, the uk fell to 6th and the united states of america at number 7 <laughs> i just i just love the fact that that these um, these scandinavian countries get such you know glowing reviews from everybody in the world they're tiny little homogenous countries that don't produce anything except ikea and uh we're supposed to Admire them and follow their lead down the socialist path. Switzerland's a country of 8 million people, 98% white, outrageously high taxes, a lower quality of living than we have. It is not a better way of life than the United States of America has. Add some diversity into any of these countries and let's see what happens to them. Let's see what happens. It's unbelievable it's it's really amazing the bottom five countries in the world lebanon, Serbia wow still, Oman, Belarus, and uh, Tunisia dead last hmm. the uh global public's worries about technologies persist well yeah, because we keep getting stories like uh Frogs being turned into machines. Strange stuff. A sharp majority of respondents are seeking tighter regulation of big tech companies. And their surveillance of everything we do. Watching everything we do. Monitoring everything we do. And they're calling for a global set of standards for the internet. Uh, I can pretty well guarantee that will also come with a global, global tax on the internet. Global concerns over the impact of climate change remain high, but in European countries, public opinion is divided on, on how effective the country's policies are. I'll, I'll give you a clue. They're not effective. Okay, We're not going to be able to change the weather. We can't change the climate. Compared to 2019, though, more people in this year's Best Countries report say that the global economy is in decline. Well, that's not the case here. That nationalism is on the rise and that the gap between rich and poor is growing. Those sentiments are part of a larger narrative in which political scientists say worries are growing over an increasingly unstable world. Last week, the Eurasia Group rated this year's U.S. presidential election as the world's top risk. <laughs> okay. So I guess it's... Uh, what they're saying there is that it's a terrible thing if Donald Trump is reelected. In Asia, concerns are growing uh, over an increasingly institutionalized cold war between the U.S. and China. Uh, Hotspots like the Taiwan, Taiwan Straits and the South China Sea would be more likely to trigger military conflicts between the two countries. In Europe, the public mood is increasingly anxious about climate change, employment, and migration. Migration? They're concerned about Migration? Hmm. Compare the mood around the world today. Compare this to 30 years ago, right after the fall of the Berlin Wall. It was a very hopeful world. We're at the end of that cycle. It's a less free world with more illiberal democracies. Best Countries Report and subsequent rankings are based on how people's perceptions define countries in terms of a number of qualitative characteristics. Uh, And the 2020 report focuses on global perceptions of 73 nations. The sh- the survey apparently rewards stability, transparency, and equality. <laughs> Jeez. So, obviously, the socialist nations are going to rank higher than the United States is. And that's why Switzerland and Canada rank second and third in uh, best countries to conduct business. Mm, trailing only Luxembourg, the U.S., by contrast, ranked 45th of 73 countries. In best places to conduct business, that shows headed in the wrong direction and all that stuff. Canada is seen as the world's most transparent country. Followed by the Nordic countries, of course. Norway, Denmark, and Sweden, where it's almost like heaven there. I mean, you go to those places and all you hear are like heavenly choirs. Corpsmen, Christian. That's not a heavenly choir either. None of those things would sound like sound like this. This is, <laughs> this is what you're supposed to be hearing when you go to the Nordic countries. You just walk down the street, and this is this is what you hear. That's how that's how heavenly they are. They're just uh, they're just they're they're paradise. It's what they are. Uh, and in transparency, Switzerland ranked fifth. U.S. number eighteen. Seven of the top ten countries overall also ranked for gender equality. Number eight, Sweden, uh, seen as the best country for gender equality. About 90% of survey respondents agreed with the statement that women should have the same rights as men, but just 64% say women actually do enjoy the same opportunities as men in their country. Four out of five respondents agreed lgbtqia 2 plus individuals should be entitled to the same rights as non lgbtqia 2 plus individuals. With women uh, agreeing more than men, 82 to 76%. Um, 18 to 24 year olds register the highest share of that sentiment, uh, as you could imagine. Uh, all right, so... U.S. just number seven because the Scandinavian countries are, are, are perfect in every way. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's what we hear every single time one of these surveys comes out. 888 thirty three ninety three. Oh, the other big news uh, from yesterday that we haven't mentioned yet is that Russia's entire government resigned. Everybody but Putin Resigned yesterday. Uh, Wow. Russian Prime Minister Dmitry Medvedev announced that the entire government is resigning in a surprise statement released shortly after Vladimir Putin delivered his annual State of the Nation address. Accepting their resignation, Putin thanked the ministers for their hard work and asked them to function as caretakers until he names the new government. Wow. Medvedev and Putin had met for a work meeting to discuss the state of the nation address earlier in the day. Um, And then during his speech, Putin said he intended to create the position of deputy secretary of Russia's security council for uh, Dmitry Medvedev. So he's going to move into his new role and they'll have a new prime minister instead. Putin also proposed multiple amendments to Russia's constitution. His proposals would entail substantial changes to the Constitution, as well as the entire balance of power, the power of the executive, power of the legislature, and the power of the judiciary. Well, in Russia, they could just get things done. In Russia, they don't have to go through all this bureaucracy and red tape. They just get stuff done. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Under the... Putin plan now, the state Duma, the lower House of Parliament, will be granted the power to appoint the Prime Minister and the rest of the Cabinet, as opposed to just approving their candidates, as is currently the case. Another idea voiced by Putin is to make the consultation body, the State Council, a permanent fixture, and its status and role will be written into the Constitution. Hmm. And what do you want to bet? He decides... Who's going to be sitting on that council, huh? And then they'll be permanently there. <laughs> so, uh, an amazing uh, situation in in Russia, and we'll see what that what this means. But uh, everybody is still there, I guess, for now until they until they come up with their new government. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. a Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Beware, Pat Gray is unleashed. 933.93. Oh, celebrating um uh so celebrating Helium Thursday uh, today in a big way. Uh, thanks to Norwegian Dan who has put together this Helium uh, Best of compilation on Helium Thursday.
0: Imagine, Mr. Speaker, a world without balloons. of 527, the Responsible Helium Administration (laughs) and Stewardship Act of 2013. Congress is finally going to do something about one of the most pressing issues of the day. That is, uh, we've got to ensure access to helium for all. 48 hours of this house this house's precious time was necessary to pass such a non-controversial bill. I'm pleased to support this bill, which shows that this Tea Party Congress will make the tough choice to keep children's birthday parties on schedule and give industries that rely on helium the lift that they deserve. Imagine a world with helium for Comedians, to get that high-pitched voice that we all hold near and dear to our hearts. Mm. And finally, we're going to do something for the American people and we should all pat ourselves on the back for that.
1: Patriot Hank Too
0: often lately, this body has sat mm. deflated. Not for a lack of hot air, mind you, but seriously, ladies and gentlemen, Concerns. There are serious reasons to support this bill, and, and I do look forward to supporting it.
1: Some of our classic moments of all time have come from Hank Johnson. Uh, that discussion on helium... And of course, this one. My fear is that uh, the whole mm-hmm. island will uh, become so mm-hmm. overly
0: populated that it will tip over and uh, and capsize.
1: Oh. They don't anticipate that happening. So, uh, and it hasn't happened yet. But Hank Johnson, American patriot, uh, calling for more helium on this Helium Thursday. Brings a tear to your eye. A 933 uh, Again, the trial, the uh, articles of impeachment have been sent to the Senate. So now the trial begins uh, next Tuesday. And there's some concern now that the, the moderates, the Republican moderates in the Senate, might cause this, uh, this trial to be elongated needlessly. Uh, they think that the the four who may go along with uh the Democrats on calling more witnesses and it 's pretty much frowned on by the Republican Party now they they don 't want to stretch this thing out they don 't want to hear more witnesses, but the four are Senator Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Mitt Romney, and Lamar Alexander, who have all said that they 're open to calling more witnesses. all four uh said that yeah we well, we'll consider that and so now these impeachment managers the prosecutors from the house will be trying to convince them yes you you should demand that there be more uh, more witnesses and they certainly want to call uh John Bolton and they want to call this uh this guy f- who is a uh, an associate of Rudy Giuliani who now has a bunch of documents that uh, they're going crazy over. They they just love the fact that this associate of Rudy Giuliani says that the president was in on a quid pro quo. We're back to all of that nonsense. Uh, so we'll see. Collins said Wednesday she's satisfied that they'll ensure a roll call vote on the overall issue of whether or not to have witnesses. And the trial... It's still going to wind up in acquittal of the president, but it just... It, do we really want to stretch this thing out for any longer than necessary now? I know initially I wanted a full trial. I wanted everybody to be heard. I wanted to call the the so-called whistleblower Eric... Uh, Charmella. Yeah, Eric Charmella. Wanted to call him uh, whose name can't be mentioned, but... Just was, strangely. So that that was weird. Uh and I'd really I'd love to hear from uh Schiff. Call Schiff, put him under, under oath. I'd love to hear from the uh the Bidens, both of them, Hunter and Joe. Call them, put them under oath. I mean, if you want to call witnesses, let's call witnesses. But they'll turn that into you know, some circus as well. So uh the best thing to probably do, I think, I've been convinced now, is to just get this thing over with as as quickly as possible. But of course, the Democrats will be screaming uh, that that's that's not fair, that they didn't have a fair trial, that uh, this was all swept under the rug. Uh, but let them say it. Who cares? <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna say what they say, and there's not much you can do about that. The Democrats actually blocked a resolution the other day. This is how despicable they are. They actually blocked a resolution condemning Iran for murdering protesters and for shooting down the plane. (laughs) Consideration and a vote on House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy's resolution was blocked by a vote of 226 to 191. The resolution would have condemned the government of Iran for killing 1,500 Iranian citizens were protesting their government as well as condemn the government of Iran for shooting down Ukraine International Airlines flight 752 killing another 176 people. They blocked it. They wouldn't do that. I, uh, <laughs> wow. What a disappointment. Democrats just blocked a vote on a resolution supporting the Iranian protesters. This is not the first time this is not the time for partisan politics. This should be a time for the U.S. Congress to speak with one voice to condemn an Iranian regime that kills its own people. Also, uh, Representative Tim Burchett tweeted, Why in the world are House Democrats blocking uh, the resolution condemning this Iranian regime for obvious human rights violations? This isn't complicated. Let's stand up for the same basic right to free speech in Iran that we have here, and vote on this resolution, but they w- they refuse to support it. It's just really something. I mean, it does uh, it, it borders on treason, on aid and comfort to the enemy. What do you what do you call that? I mean, that is the very definition of treason in the Constitution, providing aid and comfort to the enemy. And it seems like they've been doing that uh, this whole time. This whole time, until ever since we killed one of the worst, most vile, despicable terrorists on the planet in Soleimani, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and a Pat Unleashed on Twitter. More coming up. Pat Gray unleashed triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also had Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Just two mucking bunch tweets. The last notable thing Alec Baldwin did? Are you forgetting the radio show he hosted with Ivan? No, I'm not. Um, No. When we come back, Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, uh, oh, we have some time. Oh, great. Well, we're gonna. uh, Mm -hmm. Uh, Where can we take some calls, Ivan? Whenever, whenever we want. Do we, do we, we have calls we that are on there now? No calls, calls yet. No, no calls, calls yet. yet. What number do people call to get on the air? I mean, do we have that number? It's right there. <clears> oh, do <laughs> I have the call number in front of me? Oh, you I'm do. so sorry. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. That's interesting. Sorry. Yeah. It interesting. Is. Mm-hmm. Isn't at, it 1210? Uh, uh, got numbers in it. PHT. Mm-hmm. Of course. Any other questions you have? Any other comments you have? Call us um, mm-hmm. to the. Uh, what yeah. else? Uh, I don't know. Call us, please, uh, at 215 uh, sugar. Now, um, if you don't call, we're going to keep reading from the Scientology manual. <laughs> right. You might not feel it. You might not feel the energy right now. You uh, might not don't. feel don't uh, the feel. swell yeah. of what's happening here. We <laughs> have any calls yet there, Ivan? No calls. Let's read some more about Scientology. <laughs> Is Sean Hannity a Scientologist? Alec Baldwin <laughs> posing the big questions tonight here. Uh, do we have any calls here yet? Ivan? No,
1: no, you don't. None. None. Boy, it's None. just incredible. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, you leave us no choice, listeners. But to call his mom, uh, which you did. Okay. Uh, so, yes, Just Two Bucket Funch is correct. There was the, the Ivan radio show, which was fantastic. Coconut oil, uh, Caliphate, caliphate. I think it was a Caliphite. Uh, if these countries are so incredible, we just went over a list of the best countries in the world. Why the hell don't they have the illegal immigration problems we do? Huh, I I don't know. Maybe they've got those really big walls already erected between them, so they they just can't quite sneak in. From Occam's Electric Razor, okay, I'll concede that Switzerland is the best country. Chocolate, skiing, Swedish babes. Now you've just mixed your your nations there. Um, Swedish babes would be from Sweden, not Switzerland. So, uh, I've seen your hernia tweets. What did the entire Russian government resign to go start selling facial cream? <laughs> yes, they did. They're uh, they're they're with what's her Joanne. They're with, with jo- Joanne. What's her face? Uh, selling facial cream. What is her name? I can never remember her name anymore. Joanne, Chip, and Joanna Gaines. She, they're they're all with Joanna Gaines now in the facial cream industry. Uh, Bane of Odyssey? Bane of Idiocy. Idiocy. Bane of Idiocy. There, I worked it out. Uh, Can our whole whole government resign too? Might improve things. Actually, it would. Wouldn't you love to get rid of some of the 40-year, 50-year people who've been there their whole lives and they just continue to exist there? Uh, Yeah. It would be nice for a fresh start, actually. The Steve 42 tweets, uh, remind me to tell you all about the day Switzerland turned off the internet for repair. Uh, And from Alyssa, I wonder if Speaker Pelosi took into account how much plastic those pens are made of. Yeah, and it's all going to wind up in that uh, giant Pacific garbage patch in the the ocean, which we can't take a photo of because it's not there. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Anybody following this scandal with the Houston Astros? I mean, what a series they got! They really got pounded into oblivion over this. They they apparently had this system of stealing signs from the catcher and the to the pitcher, so that they'd know what kind of pitch is coming, and. I guess they've done that for several seasons. So their manager uh, was suspended for a year, and their general manager was suspended, and after that happened, the Astros fired both of them. The team also lost their first and second round draft picks in this year and next year, and will be fined $5 million. Wow! Does this punishment fit the crime? I... You know, I've been listening to some of the uh, broadcasts on ESPN and they all, I mean, it seems universal that this is maybe not even a- enough to penalize them with. Then they went to the Boston Red Sox and f- and uh, their manager was, was fired as well because he used to uh, be with the Astros uh, back when they won the World Series. Then he won a World Series with the Red Sox and apparently was using the same system, and uh, he's also been fired. Current and retired players reacted to the news. Cincinnati Reds pitcher Trevor Bauer and New York Mets pitcher uh, were among those who made some kind of comment on social media. I find that the conduct of the Astros and its senior baseball operations executives merits significant discipline, according to the commissioner. I base this finding on the fact that the club's senior baseball operations executives were given express notice in September 2017 that I'd hold them accountable for violations of our policies covering sign stealing. And those individuals took no action to ensure that the club's players and staff complied with those policies. The conduct described herein has caused fans, players, executives, and other MLB clubs and members of the media to raise questions about the integrity of games in which the Astros participated. And while it's impossible to determine whether the conduct actually impacted the results on the field, the perception of some that it did causes significant harm to the game. So some are even calling for their World Series championship year to be vacated, which I would not like to see being an Astros fan. Uh, but a lot of people think that's what should happen, that the, the their penalty wasn't even enough. I don't know. Seems pretty harsh as a matter of fact to me. Uh, 888-933-93. Also, Wolf Kukir, 17 year old intern at NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center was tasked with going through data on star brightness from the facility uh, as they were looking at transiting exoplanet Satellite missions, or they call it TAS. The uh, high school senior was looking at foreign systems about 1,300 light years from Earth. He said he then observed what appeared to be a slight darkness in one of the system's suns. It turned out to be one of these exoplanets that we're always looking for. He found a, a, a new planet. Uh, it turned out that the darkness was a planet 6.9 times larger than Earth that orbited two stars. And uh, so that's kind of cool. In turn with NASA made a huge, huge discovery. We were constantly looking for these exoplanets because they're the ones most likely to have life on them. Once he flagged the discovery to his research members, mentors, uh, Kukir spent weeks with them and other scientists confirming his hypothesis. NASA said the teen's discovery was rare because uh, circumbinary planets, that's planets with two suns, are usually difficult to find. Well, we find them all the time on Star Wars. Tatooine has two suns. I mean, we've, we've seen that for, what, 40 years now? Every time they, they go to that shot where Luke or somebody is looking off in the distance on Tatooine, you see those two suns. They're not that rare. <laughs> Uh, But they're usually difficult to find, according to uh, scientists. They can only be uh, detected during a transit event when one of the suns shows a decrease in brightness. The two suns in the solar system in question, TOI 1338, they always come up with the catchiest names for these. They varied in size, one being about 10% more massive than Earth's sun, and the other 30% of the sun's mass because the two suns orbit each other every 15 days it was harder to distinguish the transit events from the planet uh because the planet orbits every 93 to 95 days hmm it would be kind of cool to have two suns wouldn't it that orbit each other of course then you, i mean you talk about global warming then uh Uh, Of course, it's not our son that's causing all this havoc. It's it's obviously the CO2 that's killing us. Also, uh, Michael Avenatti was arrested the other day by the IRS. As he was in a disciplinary hearing to be disbarred, this guy's in a lot of trouble. Uh, He's not doing really well right now. He was at one point going to run for president. Remember that? How he has fallen from grace... Uh, he was on every single CNN broadcast. He was on, I don't know, thousands of times. He got so sick and tired of seeing this guy with his massive ego. And now he's experienced this little fall from grace. The arrest occurred about six o'clock outside the state bar court. I can confirm that he was arrested by federal agents. His lawyer said, I anticipate a bail hearing at two o'clock tomorrow. I haven't seen the details of the warrant, but uh, should have it later. Avenatti did not return phone calls. His attorney called uh, for a sidebar with the judge and said he'd not be able to return to, to, uh, to the court because he was arrested. Former lawyer for Stormy Daniels is accused of fraud, cheating on his taxes, and lying to investigators federal prosecutors allege that he embezzled funds from his clients. He of course has pleaded not guilty to all of this, but uh wow. <laughs> would have been interesting to see him running for president, uh and then, you know, maybe be up on one of these debate stages and have the IRS arrest him during the debate. That now that would have been fun. I would have I would have paid money to actually see that. <laughs> Nobody, I mean, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Speaking of which, a death row inmate in Georgia is asking to be executed by firing squad. Michael Wade Nance says he prefers that over lethal injection because lethal injection uh, would cause him excruciating pain because he has some kind of vein problem. I'm not sure if the people that this guy killed had a choice on how they died. I'm guessing not. Not. So should he get that choice? Said Nance's veins are hard to see and too narrow. So execution by firing squad would be swift and virtually painless. He was sentenced to death clear back in 2002 and his appeals are in the final stages. And he's filing with the Supreme Court for uh, one last appeal I mean, that just shows how long this process is. It's been 18 years since the guy was sentenced uh, to to be executed for his crimes. And in a lot of states, uh, they're saying that lethal injection is cruel and unusual punishment. I, I don't I don't understand where they get that, because supposedly you go to sleep and then you just don't wake up again. 888 thirty three ninety three. also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. And we have another uh, little issue with a uh, family of a 15-year-old who was expelled from a private Christian school because the private Christian school, I guess, was uh, upset with the way she posted certain things uh, on her Facebook account. Apparently, uh, she had a little birthday party for her 15th uh, birthday and got a cake that was, uh, according to the school, an lgbtqia 2 plus cake. And she was wearing a sweater with the rainbow colors on it. The family says she was expelled from the school because of that, because they took photos of that event and then posted them on Facebook. The school claims there's a little more than that to it. But uh, she... She says she feels judged, and it's just very devastating, according to the mom of Kayla Kenny, The family says she celebrated her 15th birthday with a rainbow-colored cake while wearing a rainbow design on her shirt. They posted the video of the celebration on Facebook, and it was shared with the staff of uh, the, the Christian school that she attends. And that's when she was expelled from school. The family said the cause was the rainbow-colored cake and the shirt, which are taken as symbols of support for the LGBTQQIA2 cause. But the school says that was just the tip of the iceberg. They did cite the rainbow cake and the shirt as being contrary to their values, uh, but they added that the 15-year-old had violated their code numerous times previous to her birthday, and they'd spoken to the family about the issue. Family claims they didn't intend the cake to be about sexual orientation. Mm. Hmm. It looks like it's the same color as the rainbow on her sweater, so I'm not sure. But is a cake and a a sweater enough to expel somebody from school? I guess if you're a private school, you can probably expel people for anything you want to. Um... But the mom said, I don't think Kayla should have been accountable for a cake that I purchased with no intention of promoting a posture of morality and cultural acceptance that contradicts that of Whitefield Academy. Uh, The only celebration that was taking place was my daughter's 15th birthday. So we'll see. I'm sure that's going to wind up in court, and there's going to be a massive lawsuit uh, over the whole thing. And uh, we'll probably find out that uh, that private schools can't expel kids for uh, anything they want. That you should be able to go to the to the private school to a private Christian school, whether you share their values or not. That's usually where it winds up. And we come to this with one person complaining to an atheist group about a cross on a mural. Speaking of uh, uh, Christianity being under attack. The Freedom From Religion Foundation has gotten the ball rolling after one local, one local individual saw a faith-based symbol on public property and noticed uh, that there was a cross on this faith-based symbol. It's actually a mural and uh, there is a prominent cross on it. And so that offended one person who then went to the Freedom From Religion Foundation. And this is happening in Effingham, Illinois. So the Freedom From Religion Foundation penned a letter on December 18th to Mayor Mike Schutzbach saying one local, one local resident didn't appreciate seeing the cross on the mural. Mural's on the wall of, a, of an overpass, and it shows an American flag with a white Latin cross and light emanating from it. The cross on the mural is a depiction of the city's famous 200-foot cross at the crossroads, which has stood near an interstate highway since 2001, and it's supported by faith-based groups representing a whole bunch of different denominations. But the mural is on city property, which makes the cross potentially problematic and even maybe a violation, supposedly, of the Establishment Clause. So I guess a mural is Congress establishing a law uh, about religion? Because that's what it would have to be to uh, violate the Establishment Clause. Uh, paper said there was standing room only at the uh, Effingham City Hall last week when numerous residents told council members to leave the cross alone. One can only be offended by a cross if you choose to be offended. According to a statement by uh, Beverly Swaddell, which was read by her brother-in-law, I was coming home from my mother's house yesterday and I looked up in the sky. The jet stream made a perfect cross. <laughs> I thought to myself, should we ground all jets because the jet stream made a cross? None of us stand at the gate of the tunnel and ask if you're a believer or not. Uh, Dale Spindler told the council not to be intimidated by the Freedom From Religion Foundation. The mural does not force religion on anyone. It depicts the landscape from the football field, which happens to include this landmark of the area. Uh, Meanwhile... They've started a change.org petition to keep the cross on the mural. And they defended the cross as, uh, as just an institution of the, of the area. One former athlete there said, I played on the football field for four years. As someone who's walked through that tunnel more times than I can count, here's what I see. I see community involvement for art. That mural was paid for by individuals and businesses. The full name on the tunnel is the Tunnel of Pride. We're a community of pride. It's not just any cross, but our cross. Cross is our landmark visible for miles. For the community of Effingham, the cross depicted on the tunnel isn't a spiritual symbol, but a symbol of our community. It's a symbol of hardworking, generous people who support each other. It's going to be interesting to see with arguments like this, if they're able to maintain the cross. I, I would think... That the mural, if the mural goes, then the cross itself would probably have to go as well. City Attorney Tracy Willenberg said, um, The city is of the opinion that the mural at issue does not constitute a violation of the Establishment Clause. Good for them. As it constitutes purely private speech, having been placed by a private organization with a message that was not and has not been approved or adopted by the city. The city, however, is currently evaluating options relative to the use of the headwall, including the current mural, as well as evaluating the risk associated with potential options. So, all you have to do is uh, read the First Amendment to understand that murals, crosses, are not a violation of the Establishment Clause. Congress has to make a law respecting the establishment of a religion, or prohibit the free exercise of religion somehow, in order to be a, a violation. Murals are not that, and neither is the cross itself. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um, a biblical prophecy has potentially been fulfilled. In Israel, some have claimed that a prophecy from the book of Ezekiel, one of the major prophetic books in the Old Testament, has been fulfilled after footage emerged of flood water appearing to flow eastward from Jerusalem to the Dead Sea. So they're claiming that that fulfills a prophecy. Uh, record-breaking volumes of rain have fallen across Israel with more than uh, 40 centimeters of rain, which, who knows, that could be an inch, or it could be 200 feet of rain. I, there's no way to tell. But it fell just north of Jerusalem, and it broke a 51-year-old record. So they had deadly flash floods that have actually claimed the, lives of, uh, claimed the life of a young couple in Tel Aviv. But a new uh, terrifying video showing a tor- torrent of water appearing and flooding a road has led some to claim that the biblical prophecy is now being fulfilled. The video is said to be taken of the uh, Aryagut River, uh, which is about 18 miles south of Jerusalem. Stunned witnesses stopped in their tracks, and a car that was about to drive across the road was forced to stop the river then rushes eastward towards the dead sea like the prophecy and then disappears from sight beneath the crest of a hill so breaking uh, israel news picked up on the video and they linked it to the biblical passage in ezekiel and in genesis according to the bible the uh, the valley where the dead sea is now was originally a well watered land before it was destroyed along with Sodom and Gomorrah. In Genesis 13.10, it says, Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of of the Jordan. That it was well watered everywhere before Hashem was destroyed and, Sodom and before Hashem destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. The religious news outlet then draws attention to a prophecy in Ezekiel that says something uh, along the same lines. And then they had this water rushing toward the Dead Sea uh, from the flood. So... Is that the prophecy fulfilled? Eh, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. Uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Use that number tomorrow uh, when we will be back here uh, to do it all over again on Pat Gray Unleash. We'll see you then.